The games are underway, and DraftKings is bringing you to the podium. DraftKings free-to-play pools are available every day of the games in Tokyo, and DraftKings is offering a free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to Pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's events and track your results throughout the evening to see if you will achieve a victory. Questions range from medal count to questions specific to the USA team. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes every day of the games in Tokyo. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. And now, on with the show. Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to the free agency episode of the Quack Report. Uh, and I guess the post-draft episode of the Quack Report as well. So much shit in one week, man. My God. <laughs> I know. Like This last I, week has felt like a month. It has. It really has. I feel like the draft and free agency are like, they're usually pretty close together. But I don't know. This week, it was just like, boom, one, boom, then the other. Like there was no yeah, not within a couple days of each other, like or at least this close. Yeah, we got a looks like we got some some of your fans uh, tuning in for this one. Brian without a B. (laughs) Screw screw you, Carter. Just me. Hey, Brian (laughs) or Ryan. (laughs) See, I just look (laughs) at the username and just go Brian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Got Lindsay (laughs) chiming in. Hello, she says, "How are you guys?" So she's talking to both of us. I'm included. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll let you answer this one first. We'll we'll, we'll start it off with this. Uh, yeah, I'm doing all, I'm doing all right. It's uh yeah, free agent frenzy is always a kind of a whirlwind. Uh, oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, free agency is always kind of a whirlwind. You know, you end up losing some players that you maybe don't want to. Um, you you know, you sign guys to big contracts that you think are gonna hurt your team in a few years. It's it's always stressful. I wish I didn't care as much about hockey, but it's it's so hard. <laughs> I feel that. And uh, yeah. especially on the, the trade level, man. Yeah. Okay. Again, you listen to the show, you know how much of a Mark Ray Fleury fan I am. And I'm not going to dive into it, but man, the fact that he got traded to Chicago with for all the crap that they have going on. Too. For essentially nothing. But there is a reason behind that. And that is mm-hmm. because he... Set like it sounds like he sat down with Bill Foley, the owner of the Golden Knights, and Foley had said to him, You will retire a Golden Knight if that is what you wish. And it sounds like he kind of got like Foley kind of got cornered even by um 
the GM, I forget who it is now, but um, was like, you know, we need to shed cap. Flurry's at seven million for the next year. And uh, but yeah, it sounds like Flurry had said as well, though, that if he were to be traded, he would contemplate retiring. And that's what he's doing right now, according uh, to his agent, Alan Walsh. And oh, wow. uh, man, honestly, like we were talking about it in this group chat that I'm in and like that had come up. Um, and I, I, th- I put in it, I'm like flurry right into the fucking sunset and don't go anywhere near a Blackhawks jersey. Yeah, just, right. <laughs> just call it, man. It's okay. You've had a good, you've had a good career, like end with a Vesna trophy. Like, I mean, besides the Stanley cup as a goaltender, how else can you go out on top? Right? Like, mm-hmm. so, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it'll no, be, uh, I mean, if he retires, but I think Pittsburgh a, definitely uh, signs a, him to a one-day contract just to, yeah, so just so he can retire as a Penguin. But like, he's definitely not retiring yeah. as a Blackhawk, having played zero games with them. Yeah, but. I don't know, man. Like, does he does he retire if he does like say the one contract, like the one-day contract thing? Does he retire as a Penguin or does he retire as a Golden Knight? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I, yeah, I don't is, see is, him he, going back to yeah. Vegas though. To, like on a not one-day. after not after the way they. Did this to him like, yeah exactly yeah and you know what i understand that yeah insiders you know will jump on it really quickly and that sort of thing but like the fact that vegas didn't even tell flurry and it came out that he found out the same way everybody else did like mm-hmm. on twitter, on twitter. Yeah. that is ridiculous man that is so bad but and i did watch uh you know the gm's press after and you know you could just you could watch it and listen to it and just kind of start pulling little things apart from it of like, man, you are really trying to save your own skin here. But like the fan base is not going for it here. Um, the podcast was on for a little while. There was uh, the black cast and we talked about a situation similar to what's really starting to get drummed up now throughout uh, you know, hockey Twitter. And that's, I had brought up uh, cause we were talking about, I believe the Alex Petrangelo signing and um you know how nate schmidt just got walked out the door one of those you know pieces of the golden knights and that sort of thing and it's okay i i totally get it like you know teams aren't the exact same every year you're going to change around a few pieces and that sort of thing but vegas is a revolving door and Mm. like the best yeah like it's you know three years max you got there before there's a shiny new toy that vegas is going to go for and Mm. you're out Right. Yeah. I mean, like, they're very from much coaching, in- from coaching staff. Take yeah. a look at Gerard Gallant to mm-hmm. players, right? Nate Schmidt, yeah. Marc Andre Fleury, right? They've been trying to boot, like, move him now for the last year and a half ever since they got Robin Lehner from Chicago, yeah. right? Like, they've just been trying to push him in there. And even in these playoffs, right? As soon as there was like one little hiccup from Fleury, they're trying to shove him in there, right? And mm-hmm. like another one, you yeah, okay. It, it wasn't a great one, but like against Montreal, shove Leonard in there, right? And that's not that's nothing against Robin Leonard. I love Robin Leonard as a goaltender and mm-hmm. as a person from you know interviews and things I've seen. That's a guy I would love to ha- sit down and have a conversation with. Honestly, like that guy is just in in, a, in the best way possible. He's everywhere, right? And um, yeah, just would be a great guy to talk to and that sort of thing. So it's nothing against him, um, but yeah, just Vegas was trying to. They just shove people out the yeah. door as soon as there's that shiny new toy and yeah. you know just like that's really starting to catch up i think with vegas and a lot more of hockey twitter was starting to see that original take i had a few months ago right of like you know eventually yeah you know the tax cut 
is nice in Nevada because they don't pay state tax. Mm -hmm. But that's like really going to be the only thing that Vegas is going to have, right? Because Mm -hmm. now it's going to be, well, are you sure you want to go there even? Because in a couple of years, you're going to get booted, right? You might get a nice contract, which that's helpful, but you're not going to be staying there by any means. Yeah. So and, I don't and know. I think we're already kind of starting how... to, we're, we're already sort of seeing it too, because it, like yeah. Eichel's been tied to Vegas for a long time now, but it, it almost seems like he doesn't want to go there because he's seeing what's yeah. happening to all these other guys. So it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. And I mean, I, I, I'm literally just guessing I haven't heard anything about Eichel not wanting to go to Vegas. It's literally just a guess. But it seems yeah. like they're getting less and less of the big name free agents every year. So Vegas is getting less and less appealing. And yeah, it's it's exactly what you said. That, yeah. You know, well, you, and- your job isn't safe. I mean, they, it's hockey is a business. And you, mm-hmm. to some extent, you do have to treat it that way. But, you know, look at like Ryan Getzlaff. Like, he didn't want to go anywhere. The team didn't want to let him go. Like, does he have a place on this team? Maybe not as much as he did, say, last year, five years ago. Definitely not. But, like, you, you still keep him around because he means so much to the Ducks and the organization and the fans and the players, and, mm-hmm. like, in the locker room. So you keep him around. You give him a nice hefty, you know, we'll talk about it later, but looking like $4.5 million contract. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like, the, there's a little bit of respect that you got to have, and Vegas definitely doesn't. Um, treat their guys that way. It's very much a business. So it, yeah. different perspectives. Well, not saying there's anything wrong with it, but yeah. And like you know, we're we we won't really get into the Eichel stuff until there's really something to talk about at this point. It sounds like things are really quiet right now on mm. that front, just from everywhere. Um, but you know, I had tweeted earlier on the Quack Report thing, and I did forget to mention Vegas in it. But it seems like from just kind of the teams I was remembering and whatnot, the teams still in on it are the Anaheim Ducks and the Calgary Flames, which makes me very happy because he could be on either one of the teams. Yeah. <laughs> but but you bring up a good point there with the Vegas thing because I forget who had tweeted it earlier, but if you are Brad Living of the Calgary Flames or Bob Murray of the Anaheim Ducks, how you play it right now is you just discourage from like the Eichel camp from going to Vegas. Just, yeah. just say, see what's going on there right now. Do you really want to be part of that and have to move again in a little bit? Yeah. Right. Oh, for sure. Come to yeah, us where we will keep you around because we see yeah. the value in you and won't yeah. just move on to the next shiny thing coming and, our way. And, and I mean, the Ducks and Flames are in a position too. They're not, you know, second in the league or uh, making deep playoff runs. Like they don't, mm-hmm. and they don't have guys that can do that. So Eichel can see, oh, I will be the number one guy or, you know, among, yeah. say, the top three at least um, on these teams that I go to. But if he goes to Vegas, he's going to be middle six guy probably. Um, and that's, uh, I don't think that's what he wants to be, especially because he's been the number one guy in Buffalo his whole career. So, yeah, exactly. And you, like, you can't tell me that in this realistically, you put Jack Eichel as your first centerman, but you're not going to bump down Mark Stone. No. Right. Like, (laughs) I mean, you kind of have two first lines. It's, I think you can kind of spread the the wealth a little bit, but it's, you, you still don't feel like that number one guy and that big star centerman if you're in vegas so yeah i don't know man it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting on on that front at least so mm-hmm. yeah but anyways uh, we never got to yeah. how you are because uh Lindsay asked how <laughs> we were and i answered and then we started somehow got to jack eichel so <laughs> how are I you we, doing? It, was, it, it started with the flurry thing because i was miffed about that that's what it was right, right, right um right. Other, other than that though i'm pretty good actually so that's yeah. had a little bit of a rest this weekend and uh 
we did camping that when I got back, I passed out for about two and a half hours and then slept for another nine, nine and a half after that. So I did catch oh, yeah. up on some sleep finally. Yeah. Um, that's good. That was nice to do. But, it's like your first day off um, in a while. Hey, yeah, it was 23 days, something Oof. like that <laughs> to have like a day a and a half. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, now it'll be, I guess seven total, there's a holiday Monday for us in Canada coming up here and then 18 straight, but then it's relaxed after that. So one, Mm -hmm. one job is done for the summer. Another one just is continuing on the weekends going into school until the the end of September. So almost there, but you'll you'll get there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah. Um, I'm also seeing this, um, because she asked us the question. Uh, yeah. Lindsay is very happy right now. She's going to Smashville for a year. Nice. That'll be fun. So, so uh, just to clue in some uh, some other listeners, viewers here, uh, Lindsay is a big David Riddick fan. So David Riddick just signing a one-year deal for, I think, $1.25 million or $1.125 uh, in Nashville. So I think that'll be a pretty good tandem, actually, of uh, UC Soros and... Uh, Mm-hmm. And David Riddick, so that'll be interesting to watch for sure. So, yeah, where where where's Riddick from? Uh, the Czech Republic. Okay, and Saros is Finnish. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. Okay, I, I, so. I just yeah, I wasn't sure if Riddick was Finnish. It doesn't sound like a Finnish name, but I uh, no. <laughs> you never know. So, <laughs> yeah, cool. All right, well, shall we get into what's going on ducks wise here? Yeah, sure. Alrighty. So there was the draft uh, last weekend. First round was Friday. The rest was on the Saturday there. Ducks with just the one first round pick at third overall. Uh, and it, you actually, uh, I think you were the one that brought up the, the this as a potential pick for us back when we did our preview. Uh, and that's Mason McTavish, centerman there. And, and that's who the Ducks took. So, um, yeah, I was, I was a little bit surprised. I didn't think, um, not that I thought, you do, not that I think you don't know what you're talking about, but I, I just <laughs> hadn't really heard of Mason McTavish. I thought there was other names on the board that maybe um, would suit the Ducks' needs, you know, a couple of years down the road. But um, as Bob Murray said, they're taking best player available. And, I mean, if they think Mason McTavish is that guy, I I think he could be. He's uh, he's done a lot. I mean, you have his, his stats, and maybe you know yeah. a little bit more about him. You've done a little bit more research. but Yeah, so taking a look here, like, the lowest he was ranked uh, for the 2021 draft was 11th. And that's by Dober prospects and the puck authority. Um, He was as high as fourth and that was by TSN and Bob McKenzie, which you got to trust. I I trust that one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, taking a look at uh, eliteprospects.com here uh, on their 2021 NHL draft guide. uh, They described, uh, McTavish as a guy who makes the right play at the right time and is in the right place uh, every single shift. He moves one way, drags the defender that way, makes them turn their feet, and then passes to supporting teammates in the opposite direction. He's a net front driven forward with a real knack for pouncing on loose pucks and banging rebounds home. Uh, McTavish's relentless work rate makes him a constant threat without the puck as well. Uh, going into some stats here. Playing with he played this last season with uh, EHC Olten uh, on loan. He does have uh, Swedish background, which allowed him to play at, at two league. 
um, where he scored 11 points, the goals and two assists in 13 games. Uh, he also represented Canada at the U18 championship where it looks like he was the captain actually scoring 11 points, five goals in seven games. Uh, the season before that, in 1920, he was playing with the Peterborough Peets of the OHL, probably where he'll return this uh, coming season, mm-hmm. uh, scoring 42 points, 29 goals in 57 games. Decent. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I, I think I'm looking forward to him. I think he, um, just from what I've heard about him, I think he at least has a middle six um, potential, probably top six. I could see him definitely playing top two lines. Um, maybe a few years down the road, he uh, slots into that second spot if we move on from him, uh, Adam Henrique or Henrique goes down to that third line just as he gets up there in age or whatever. But I think I, I, I don't think he would really go paired nicely with Zegris. And I mean, both of them being centers anyways, not that they probably can't play the wings, but it seems like they both have that pass first mentality that yeah. isn't necessarily the best to put together. Yeah, you want you know a passer and a shooter and maybe a two-way forward together, ideally. But So I, I think he could definitely slot into that second line if um, uh, just on this team with uh, us having Zegris as well. So, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know what you think. Do you think they could play together? or? Yeah, I'm kind of wondering about that too. And that was, uh, you know, just kind of like reading through that inscription earlier, right? Like, I feel like he would be, yeah, a perfect guy to kind of make room for Zegris, right? Kind of just that... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they too, help guess. each other out, right? Or even if you know Zegers has a good chance, doesn't quite get it, right? Uh, McTavish is that net front presence who will pick up that rebound. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I could, if they're able to make one of them, I would assume McTavish work on a wing. That has some potential there. So yeah, that's true. Does it uh, does it list McTavish as a potential winger? Because obviously Zegers has experience on the wing. They played him there for a good chunk of this year, but uh, yeah, it only. Um, it only has him at center here. Okay. But yeah. No, definitely I mean, work him, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it's, I'll be excited to see what he does. You're right. He probably will go back to um, the the Pete's there and uh, for another year of junior before going to the AHL. But yeah, um, but yeah I'm excited for him. I, I still think that's a good pickup. So mm-hmm. um, shall we move on to the other picks here? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, second round. Um, the Ducks had the second pick, drafting defenseman uh, Olin Zellweger. Nate, do you have anything about him? Yeah, so when uh, when this uh, pick was announced, actually, um, I was getting a couple comments on Twitter that were really excited about this kid, actually. and um, One being from somebody who did follow the Silver Tips, just kind of giving us an idea of um, just saying that they were excited and he would be great for this team. Um yeah, so going off of elite prospects here again, uh, his posture is nearly perfect with his hips tilted back, his chest over his knees, and the right shin angle. Uh, just Carter, so you know how to skate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he collects passes and sends them in motion. He uses the dotted line through the neutral zone, and he even works on a little bit of deception from time to time to keep his opponents off balance. Uh, he'll immediately recognize any opportunity to lead the rush and take it. I like that part specifically mm-hmm. because yeah. taking a look at the last uh, couple of seasons, um, that's where we've been trying to score, right? It hasn't been so much of uh, setting it up and that kind yeah. of thing. So mm-hmm. uh, taking a look here, 
at his uh well we do have some 2021 stats uh with the average silver tips scoring uh 13 points two goals in uh, 11 games there um that's pretty and, good uh playing for canada at the world uh 18 championship uh scoring a goal eight points in seven games so definitely a pass first type guy right but uh yeah. um it seems kind of a get slaffy type if you're just looking at that specific area. But uh, well, he's yeah, a defenseman. Somebody... So. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I totally missed that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot more sense now in my mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of forgot about that. So, but uh, yeah, and even just taking a look at the uh, 1920 season that was cut a little bit short there with Everett, mm-hmm. uh, scoring two goals, 12 points in 58 games, only had eight penalty minutes as well, and was a plus 20 on that team. I know that Silver yeah. Tips team was very good, but to be a plus 20 as a defenseman is I mean, something else. Oh, for sure. And I mean, it sounds like he was a huge part of why um, Everett was so good this last year. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it, he definitely kind of strikes me as like a Drysdale type. Obviously, you, you know, maybe not quite the puck moving ability, but definitely the passing ability and given and like passing the puck up to the forwards to get chances on the rush and not being afraid to jump in uh like you had mentioned as well i think that could be really effective i think he could be a really solid second pairing uh defenseman if we develop him well which i have complete faith in the ducks ability to do here so yeah exactly um all right you want to move on to our should, do you want to be just to kind of roll through the picks and just kind of we can yeah. talk about them quick and okay yeah for sure because now we're getting into the third uh third round here so we can just kind of list them off and if you just have some stats that'll be just fine sounds good um i i'm going to apologize in advance because i'll probably butcher this name unless i happen to get it right somebody can tell me uh sasha pastuchov sure (laughs) uh for the university of notre dame in the ncaa uh was drafted in the third round with the second pick that we had uh the description here is the winger's small area play, the way he uses his body to keep defenders away from the puck and stick handles through the opposing sticks along the walls, projects well to the next levels. And so does his passing ability, his quick deceptive feeds under pressure to advance the play. There's also his shot, his best ability by far. A good yes. shooter. I like that. We need that. Is he a right-handed That's all we've shot? been talking about. He is a left-handed shot. Unfortunately. Oh, interesting. Uh, but- <laughs> it, says he plays, it says he plays right wing here. So I thought, uh, thought he'd yeah. be a right wing. But playing on his off wing, that's interesting. I mean, definitely I, gives I him the like opportunity. Yeah. yeah. I understand why you have, say, like left handed guys on the left wing, but mm. I like guys having their sticks personally on the inside, um, just giving a bit of a better chance for like one timers and that kind of thing. It's definitely so better for guys with a, for, for yeah. shooters. It, I think it's definitely helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so taking a look at, uh, we'll take a look at his 2021 stats here. Uh, man, the guy was everywhere, honestly. Um, but uh, taking a look for the U.S. National U18 team in 41 games, this guy had scored 30 goals and 65 points, having only 18 penalty minutes uh, during that time. Nice. So, yeah, definitely a goal scorer. And, you know, it's, it's hard to score even with the U.S. national team, right? If mm-hmm. you have like that thirty-plus goals as uh, uh, as Sasha does here, um, that's 
pretty elite. That's looking that's looking up pretty well. Yeah, um, and sure. taking a look at his uh, projected rankings, um, got him for a steal. It looks like um, he was ranked 18th by NHL Central Scouting for North American skaters, oh, sure. uh, 32nd by Sportsnet. Um, yeah, even elite prospects had him at uh, number 56. So he was projected to be like a late first uh to mid second round pick and we got him in the third so that's yeah that's uh, impressive yeah, great work and just kind of showing i think how like we were talking about it before of just how much of a kind of gamble after the first round this draft was gonna be right and yeah just teams aren't as sure about some guys and whatnot so yeah. it uh it leads to chances like this for the ducks to yeah. jump on guys that wouldn't normally be available at this point yeah so. it's really good so uh, we had another pick in the third round. Um, do you want yeah. to give us the rundown on this guy? Yeah, so Tyson Hins playing for Rim, uh, the Ramunski Ocean- Oceanic. Man, I always butcher that one. Uh, <laughs> defenseman there, uh, drafted in the third round as well, 76th overall. Uh, he was, sorry, he was number uh, 73 in NHL uh, Central Scouting for North American skaters. So he got drafted around the time that you would, you'd think, yeah. um, at least for just North American guys. Uh, the description here, he can pull off moves versus defenders, showing confidence, and then come back defensively all the way. Hens is constantly engaged on the defensive side of the game. Uh, some reads escape him, but he plays physical and constantly looks to deny plays and separate attackers from the puck along the walls. What I'm getting from this description is that this is a two-way player. Develop mm-hmm. him right. I'm just going to throw this out there. Selkie? <laughs> Well, he's a defenseman too, so more Norris maybe. Two-way defender though. Wow, sure. I am not. Did <laughs> not I, picking up. You even said defenseman too. Oh, I looked at Sash's thing on, on the oh, right yeah, thing yeah, on yeah. my list. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, my bad, my yeah. bad. So no, yeah, but, Norris. But you're right. He does sound like that two-way defender. Like he gets into the involved into the plays, but always makes it back. So yeah, it's a uh, it's an interesting quality for a defenseman, but I think it's a good one. So yeah, so he. Uh, Split time between uh, Shawinigan and Ramunski during this last season in the QMJHL. Uh, combined stats together, he scored 16 points, six goals in 33 games. Uh, playing Going into the playoffs as well, he scored uh, one assist in six games. Yeah, that's decent. Yeah. All right. We will head now to the fourth round with uh, Josh Lapina. I hope I have that one right as well. Uh, playing for UMass of the NCAA. And uh, yeah, for in 2021 here, in 29 games, he scored nine goals and 23 assists. Uh, yeah, centerman. And uh, yeah, there's not a, uh, not a description here actually for him. So um, yeah, just not a lot actually on this profile in general. So a little bit of a uh, diamond in the rough maybe. Central Scouting had him at number 139 for North American skaters. So, oh, cool. Um, I'm just looking at uh, UMass alum because I, oh, yes, uh, Kale McCarr is from uh, UMass mm, as well yeah. as uh, Jonathan Quick, actually, Matt Irwin, Connor Sheary, Frank Fetrano. Um, yeah, those are kind of the big names that uh, are, are b- bigger guys in the NHL. So, um, they can they can produce some guys, I would say. That, I think oh, that yeah. Kale McCarr guy is all right. He is all right. He just yeah, signed I, what, an eight year deal at nine million per. <laughs> uh, I think it, I thought it was six, like six years. Oh maybe. Oh yeah, I think it was actually. It was yeah, definitely nine. Years, but it was nine yeah. mil. Yeah. Yeah, which is 
That's, I've that's read big. so many contracts today that they're just starting to get a little jumbled up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's so confusing. But oh. uh, six years. What does it say? Um, oh, that's like the annual salary. No, give me the AAV. Oh yeah, nine million. You're right. <laughs> All right, so we'll head to the fifth round here, and with our fifth round selection at 130th overall, the Ducks selected. Uh, oh Jesus Christ, Sean. She girl better I, than I would have done. <laughs> I hope I'm saying that right. I that's, apologize, Sean, in advance. That's a lot of vowels in there. So it's a lot of vowels. <laughs> uh, yeah, left, uh, left winger or consonants. Left. Jesus, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it was ranked at number 59 by NHL Central Scouting for North American skaters. So another steal, like very much later. Yeah. Um, yeah, description here, where many players go to block the shot, he charges towards the puck carrier to prevent the shot, often stealing possession for quick strike offense in the process. The inception of off-puck instincts are there. He occasionally plays between checks and finds pockets of space off the rush. The one-timers clean with hip rotation, shoulders finishing square to the net, and arms pushed in front. Sounds like, like a special teams guy to me. You know, yeah, like a, a good penalty killer that puts pressure on... Um, the opposing power play, and then also one-timer, you want that mm -hmm. guy on the power play. So I think he, it sounds like he could be a depth guy, but also special teams. Uh, yeah. So that could be interesting. Um, definitely a goal scorer, though, taking a look at uh, his 2021 stats, playing for the Calgary Hitman of the WHL, uh, also the same team that Ryan Gessoff played for in junior. Oh. Uh, in 21 games, he scored 13 goals for 21 points. Point-per-game player. So... Nice. And only six penalty minutes. So it's nice that uh, you get some guys as well that uh, know how to stay out of the box. So Yeah, no kidding. And uh, in 2018-19, he was the captain for Team Alberta, actually. So. Oh, cool. But, Very cool indeed. <clears throat> yeah. All right. We will head to the... Oh, God. What round are we now? We're oh, still, still fifth, fifth round. round. Yep. yep. Fifth round. And uh, somebody who's a little bit easier to say and... Uh, Kind of my neck of the woods, I guess. Goaltender Gage Alexander from the Winnipeg Ice of the WHL. Um, yeah, no description here for him, but uh, I think really the stats that he has here tell a bit of the story. Uh, the Winnipeg Ice, or playing for the Winnipeg Ice this year, he played nine games. Um, remember, it was a shortened season. I think it was only 2018. Or like 21. 21 games, something like that. Yeah. So played just yeah, played just about half of it, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Uh with a 2.23 goals against and a 917 save percentage. A That's good six, for the WHL. And a 6-3 and 0 record. That is very good for the WHL, where it's very high scoring and uh and that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. yeah. Especially as an eight that. I'm assuming he's an 18-year-old here. Uh yes, I believe so. Or 19-year-old. 19? Still still a young goaltender for the WHL, though. Usually teams have like a 20 or 21-year-old that ends up getting more of the games just to get more experience. So, But I would imagine um, if he was the 1B this year, I would imagine he takes over that 1A or even starter role in Winnipeg next yeah. year. And I, I mean, I know that the Ducks know what they're doing when it comes to drafting goaltenders. Like you look at Gibson, Anderson, just to name two of the recent ones, yeah. you know, like they they know what to look for in a goalie, and I, I think there's a very high possibility that Gage Alexander could play in a Ducks uniform a few years down the the line. Once we probably once we move on from Gibson, honestly, 
which yeah. is a while from now, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And just to go back a little bit further, we're going to look at the 1819 season here playing in the sure. AMHL for the Okotoks Oilers U18 AAA team uh, played 18 games, had a 2.52 goals against average, a 918 save percentage, a one shutout in there, a nine, seven and two record. So just to give a little bit yeah. more of an idea, it's not the WHL, but uh-huh. uh, you know, this guy just, seems to be a solid goaltender so yeah which yeah i'd I'd be excited to see him uh develop and yeah i mean uh, at worst i think he's just our ahl starter yeah yeah um and then we got one more pick don't we yeah we got uh in the sixth round there uh selected 162nd overall uh kyle kukinen i'm hoping i'm saying that right from uh, michigan tech of the ncaa uh just says forward on elite prospects. What I have him center here. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, his profile says here a skilled handler and occasional manipulator. Kukinen best defends uh, beats defenders with fakes, changes of pace, and crafty deeks. Patience allows him to turn front pressure into back pressure, and he consistently brings the puck to the middle. Most effective as a playmaker, he deceives and looks for teammates off the backhand. Just okay. I'm not drawing this comparison like one for one, like direct. Yeah. Just that description though. Just give me a player that that reminds you of. Um, can you read like, it one more time? To, yeah, I'll read. I'll read just yeah. kind of like the front bit. Okay. A skilled handler and occasional manipulator. Kukinen beats defenders with fakes, changes of pace, and crafty deeks. Um, just that front part. I mean, it, it kind of sounds like uh Kind of reminds me of like McDavid or McKinnon, like just speed yeah. and and bangly and can change direction like on a dime. That's and that's especially kind of that getting. that third part of it there. Most effective as a playmaker, he deceives and looks for teammates off the backhand. Yeah, my first thought reading that honestly was a McDavid mm-hmm. type. Not that you know Kukin is going to be a general generational yeah. <laughs> talent or anything like that. I, I doubt it. Still in the sixth round. Yeah, <laughs> but just that kind of idea, right? Just a crafty player who, yeah, uses his speed and just throws players off by, you know, just being able to be in control of his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely promising. Uh, taking a look at his stats here, uh, there was three different teams that he played for in 2021. It looks like. Um, Playing for Team Twin Cities Orthopedics, uh, he scored 23 goals for 47 points in 19 games. Jesus. That's all Uh, right. (laughs) Going to Maple Grove High, uh, which I'm assuming is his high school here, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, In 23 games, 31 goals for 74 points. And how many games, sorry? uh, 23. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, for the... Minotes, uh, Minotoros of the NAHL. I'm not some of these leagues, I'm not sure in the states, but um, in 19 games, had nine goals for 16 points. But like, I, I maybe <laughs> reading those stats, I was like, yeah. because I looked at that earlier and I was like, damn, that's a lot, and I just kind of forgot about it. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> interesting. All right, um. The uh, sorry, I'm. You said he played for uh, it, Michigan Tech. As, yeah, but I don't have any stats for Michigan Tech here. But okay, I so be- maybe that's actually, where he's playing I, next year. Then yeah, I believe so. Because yeah, it's saying for twenty one, twenty two. 
So he, this guy hasn't even played college yet. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that's why. He's a uh, November birthday, so he is 18. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Damn. Sorry. Oh. All right. <laughs> Getting me hyped up on uh, some cooking in here. Let's go. Okay. You, okay. I, I'm putting together the pieces now. I I, I looked up the uh, just like alumni of uh, Michigan Tech. Um, I'd say more notable goalies in Tony Esposito and Phoenix Copley a little bit more recently. Um, those are kind of the big names goalie-wise. But um, mm-hmm. there's uh, Jujar Kara. Um, formerly of the Edmonton Oilers, just signed with Chicago. Depth forward, pretty consistent in the NHL. Um, oh, here's one for you. John Scott. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Let's go. Yeah. Oh, wait, where is it? Nope. Nope. Where is it? That's the one. <laughs> John Scott, all-star. All-star John Scott. And, and this is where I put the pieces together, where it makes a lot more sense. Um, another alumni of Michigan Tech in the 70s was uh, none other than uh, the current GM of the Ducks, Bob Murray. Played uh, 194 games there, so probably got a little bit of, probably still has some connections to Michigan Tech yeah. then and, and saw this kid and thought, could be a steal in the sixth round, maybe flying under everyone else's radar, um, mm-hmm. especially with minimal scouting going on due to COVID. So could be interesting. Yeah. I think... Uh, I think that could yeah, be man. a good pick. So, absolutely. So, yeah. Also, I always forget are... that GMs and like coaches and stuff of like have played hockey, usually not at like the highest <laughs> level. But every once in a while, I come across like where they they came from, and I'm like, oh shit, no way. <laughs> yeah, unless you're like Joe Sackick or Steve Eiserman, yeah. like you've won cups and everything like that, and now you're just trying to win them as a GM. Yeah, yeah, they're very much the exceptions to the rule, though. So, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that's that's the Ducks draft. I know it, it seems like a while ago, like weeks ago, honestly, but it was really only yeah. five days ago. So um, so yeah, I, honestly, I think it's a pretty good draft. We had Hockey Life 82 here saying, go Ducks, like the draft for them. Yeah, I thought it was a solid draft. Mm-hmm. So really no complaints. What, uh, I don't know, let's give it a grade. What would you grade it on like a scale of like A plus to an F? Um, I mean, I'd give it, B plus like nothing spectacular they didn't go out and get a ton of picks they but I think they covered all their bases they got I mean obviously it helps having the third overall pick they got a really good player there sounds like they got some good steals uh deep in the deeper in the draft so yeah I I think the only thing that could have made it better is if they um they traded for a guy named Jack Eichel really (laughs) but yeah I'd say B plus nothing wrong with it yeah, I'll definitely agree with uh, that B plus and everything you said. Like, not just to cut it, cut this short, <laughs> but like you, yeah, you nailed it. I think so. Um, yeah, I think the only thing I maybe would have done is like, actually, no, taking a look at, it, I wouldn't have really changed anything. So yeah, it's a, you know, we got three centermen, a left wing, a right wing, and two defensemen and a goaltender. So yeah, yeah pretty. You no, know, just we got a little bit of everything in there, and no player like based off the description seems to be you know the same type of player or anything like that each guy could contribute a little bit of something different yeah uh to this team if given the chance so yeah i don't know i think it, yeah i think it went all right so yeah i'll give it a b plus so okay like you said nothing nothing spectacular but uh pretty good so yeah okay well 
If you don't have anything else to add draft-wise here, we can uh, take a quick break and then talk about free agency on the other side. Let's take a break. Do you want a true champion's perspective? Well, come on over to the Bulls broadcast, where we talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning, have some friendly banter, and of course, hockey name of the day. If you pronounce it, you can get it. Anthony Nunschwander. Ah, you didn't pronounce it right. Anthony Anthony Nunschfonder. It's it's any UEN. It's Neunschfonder. Anthony Neunschfonder. Dude, I always slept in German class, so I don't know. I don't know how you expected me to put that together. Come on. You only took it for four years. I took it for two. Took it for two years? Oh no, Jado took it that long. I, I took it for two years and was like asleep in all of German too. Oh, you you, she, you only took it in, in uh, junior high. You didn't take yeah. it in high school at all. No. Yeah, she sent us across the hallway, and it was like me and I don't know five other people, and all we did was just goof off because it was an empty room of just us. While she was too busy yelling at you guys because you guys were a terrible <laughs> class. No. <laughs> We were in terrible class. A couple people were terrible people. Uh, not going to mention names. Not going to call it anybody in this pod. It was Chase Crawshaw. It was one hundred percent not me. <laughs> oh boy, I know a couple of those names, but uh, yeah, it's a good point, Chase. We won't mention those here. New episodes every Monday, only on the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, free agency started off with. Uh... Well, I just guessed just a couple days ago, uh, giving qualifying offers to our RFAs. Uh, that was Max Comtois, Max Jones, Isaac Lundestrom, uh, Josh Maher, and Sam Steele. Uh, qualified all of those guys, so hopefully they accept or we can work something else out with them there. Um, the only one we didn't qualify was Danton Heinen, so uh, he's gone. I don't think he signed anywhere else. I didn't hear anything about him. No, not for the moment, at least. It'll be interesting to see in the next couple of days. But Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, usually I guess the bigger names go, and then as you go, you get down into the um, more depth guys, which I think Heinen is. So Yeah. Yeah, um, but really the Ducks not too busy in uh, in free agency. Um, At least on it, day one. On day one anyways, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're done. yeah they, they did sign Ryan Getzlaff again. Looked kind of earlier in the day. It came out that we did sign him, and then it was like, oh, no, it's not done yet. Oh, he's still interested in... Edmonton or I think Dallas was the other team or they were interested yeah, in him more I, so. I think I saw Nashville also in there, but okay, yeah, I didn't see that, but there was a few teams there and it, it was very confusing, but eventually, you know, just before we started recording, it was okay, no, they have signed Ryan Getzlaff, the Ducks, one year deal. The AAV still not sure. It sounds like 4.5 million but not confirmed. So, um, what are your thoughts on that contract? The one year was expected. The 4.5? Yep. That's a little bit higher than I was thinking, personally. And it seems like a no, lot so of people were thinking that was a little bit higher as well. And mm-hmm. some people are wondering if that's too high, even just for the one year of one year extra of Ryan Getzlaff. But uh, yeah, because like that's about what half of what his last AAV was. So, like, yeah, he took a pay cut, but like mm-hmm. 4.5 mil is still a lot. Like, for what Ryan Getzlaff can produce at this point, $4.5 million is still a lot of money, I got to say. Yeah, like I get that he has the intangibles, like the leadership and, you know, longest tenured duck, captain, but, but all that kind of stuff. But you can't put a dollar amount on that thing. Right? No, and yeah, like 
you know, everything else, or like all that stuff aside, just what he contributes hockey-wise, points-wise, defending, whatever you want to do. But just in hockey in general, I think, you know, any other team would maybe pay a mil and a half for that at most. So is his leadership really worth $3 million to the Ducks? I mean, I guess we don't really have yeah. anyone else to to be that leader or very few other players to be that leader. So mm-hmm. a little high, but... Again, yeah. not confirmed. We should get... He's, what, six points away from Solani's record there with in points? Yeah, so, which is nuts. So. Yeah, so, I mean, yep. at least yeah. we're going to get to see that, and that, that'll be very exciting, but it is a lot of money, I think. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm happy to see him back in a Ducks uniform, at least for one more season. Um, my whole thought was, you know, give him the one more will have the proper send-off for Getzlaff if this is going to be, you know, the end for him. The guy is 36. He'll be turning 37 um, near the end of next season. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. So. Yeah. it's uh, At least we didn't do what the Capitals did with Ovi, signing him to what, what was it, five years? like Five years nine, at like 9.5 average yeah. or something like that. But, yeah. okay, I will say, though, the way that Ovi's playing right now, Oh, and like yeah. has been so for the last couple of years when everybody thought that the decline was coming, mm-hmm. right? That's fine right now, honestly. And, you know, just yeah. how Ovi is and continues to just defy expectations, basically. Mm-hmm. That could still look like a pretty good contract no. in year five, potentially. Oh, yeah, honestly. no, I'm not. Yeah, no, I, I honestly don't have an issue with it. It's just if you did that with any other, you know, 30-year-old like player yeah like yeah 30 that, that looks really bad yeah. 34 or 35 what's let me just pull it up here he's got i think he's 35 because he was drafted oh i can never remember who was drafted first crosby or ovechkin, uh, ovechkin was in 2003 oh he was okay yeah or no yeah sorry in 2004 and then crosby was 2005 yeah because that yeah. was the luck out here um mm-hmm. yeah nine and a half million at 35 years old yeah, the, for and it five looks years. like I think the first part of it is a modified no trade, and then it becomes a no move. So, oh wow, okay, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I don't think he's going anywhere, honestly. No, but, and like you said, he continues to defy expectations and stuff like that. But if we signed Ryan Getzlaff to a five-year, nine million dollar deal, I would oh, shit God. myself. Yeah, that'd be not. <laughs> but no, that's you, know, like, you don't want to do that. Like I saw that and. Even with like the, the age in mind, my first thought was, "Yeah, that's good. That's an OV contract." Like, yeah, there's there's no complaining about it. And I don't think I saw any actually in the comments from Capitals fans either. So, no, like, it's just it's a good contract. Even even if he only is able to play this way for three more years, at least. Oh, that's right? still fine. Yeah, yeah, it's still fine. So, yeah, who cares? Oh, <laughs> it, yeah. Um. Anything else you want to say about Getzlaff? Uh, no, I got nothing else on that front. Okay, let's move on to the other signing then. This was a little bit of a later day one, not a huge signing, so you might have even not have even got a notification for it. But uh, Brogan Rafferty, uh, we signed him to a one-year $750,000 uh, contract. Um, just another depth guy, which I think is kind of what you have to expect uh, in the position that the Ducks are in. They're not going to attract the big names. We really just need depth to create competition in the roster, so... Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I uh, I did actually get uh, a tweet out there about this uh, 
signing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was trying to be on it as much as I was at work. So, um, yeah, Rafferty played one game with the Canucks last season, put up one assist. Uh, in 1920, uh, he put up 38 assists and 45 points in 57 games with uh, the Utica Comets of the AHL. Uh, he was described by Elite Prospects as a smart two-way defenseman uh, that likes to get involved in all three zones. Oh my yeah, God. I mean, Sorry, I got someone bugging my eye here. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I... You're going to survive? Through. I'll survive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, damn. I don't know what that is. Don't you get it sorted out here? <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting to <laughs> waiting for you to figure out your shit. There we go. Also, I realized by taking off my headphones that I had my speakers going with you as well. So I hope that doesn't create a. I, don't, I hope there wasn't any like doubling or anything like that. But I didn't hear anything. No. Okay. Sweet. So, I like it. That's good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's uh. I, I mean. I don't see how you can be mad about a one-year, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars contract. Like, yeah. whether this guy plays in the AHL or is a depth guy in the NHL or he's that he's the press box guy, like it really doesn't matter. He's just there to fill out the roster. Yeah, he'll be like a seventh D man. So yeah, if it doesn't work out, he's gone. Like it cost us nothing to get him. It's yeah. going to cost us nothing when, or sorry, I should say, if he leaves at the end of the year. Like yeah. There's there's nothing to be upset about, and I, I expect more of these deals to come um, just over the next couple of weeks as well. Just these smaller signings, one or two year deals, um, sub one million dollars to create competition, just and light a, a bit yeah. of a spark underneath our young guys. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I got nothing really else to add. Uh, neither do the Ducks. That was the only two signings that they did today, and uh, mm-hmm. um, we will keep posted on Twitter as well, though, if uh, if anything else does come up, obviously. So. Yeah, for sure. I, honestly, I could see trades coming. Uh, yeah, our I feel way. like trades are going to be coming our way. Yeah, like you look at teams like Arizona and Buffalo, like they didn't really make big signings. I don't think Arizona or Buffalo actually made any signings today. I didn't hear about any. I think it was all just trades over the last couple weeks. So, uh, yeah, when, when you're a bottom feeder team like we are, that's really what you do. You acquire the assets, you ship off bad contracts, you take on some yeah. bad contracts, and you just rebuild. So, um, so yeah, it's good. I think the Ducks are, even though they they maybe don't say they're in a rebuild. I think really that's what it is. Yeah, so that's how they're treating it. Quiet anyways. Anaheim as always. <laughs> yep, not so. a not a whole lot here, but we managed no. to stretch it into you know fifty one minutes here. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not bad, not bad, not too bad at all. Uh, do you have anything you want to add just about free agency in general? Uh, there were some teams that were pretty active, um, especially in our uh, Pacific division here. Edmonton and Calgary and Vancouver were all pretty active relative to the Ducks anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think. Like, I'm even just trying to go through and see like who all was signed today and everything like that, man. Like, There was a lot of, like, I mean, as every uh, free agency is, there's a lot of contracts thrown around today. Yeah, um, <laughs> a lot of lot of dollars. I think I saw an hour in there was already like three hundred million dollars in contracts that had been signed. Yeah, so actually here I do have that number from Cap Friendly. God, these guys have everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at the moment, which is just before about yeah, it's about seven twenty four Pacific. 
Uh, there have been 161 signings for a total contract year amount of 294 years. Uh, total cap hit of 281 million 290 thousand eight hundred and thirty four dollars uh and contract dollars comes out to seven hundred and eighty three point six million dollars that's a lot i love i just love that kind of stuff it's just like yeah it obviously doesn't matter but this is what was given out today (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's that's a lot of money holy shit um Um, buffalo actually making a signing here or two it looks like actually potentially they're unconfirmed at the moment but Buffalo also had no goalies. Um, I guess, yeah. There are two signings. It looks like they're unconfirmed at the moment on uh, on cap friendly. Um, both goaltenders, Aaron Dell, uh, for a uh, two way one year contract at seven hundred fifty thousand, mm-hmm. as well as forty uh, year old goaltender Craig Anderson, one way seven hundred fifty thousand dollar contract. Huh. Okay. So I'm just yeah, just seeing that here. Um, they are they really going that hard for the tank that they're signing San Jose's third string goaltender gotta, and a guy stay. that I thought had retired. <laughs> well, it wasn't even San Jose's anymore. It was like Toronto's fourth or fifth guy at that point. Oh, was it really? I, yeah. I thought he was still in San Jose, but no. Um, oh, scrolling through here, just seeing if there's anything interesting. San Jose making a couple moves for like Nidru. Oh, Andrew Cogliano signed with uh, San Jose, it looks like. A one-year, $1 million contract. Oh, cool. um, well, let's take a look Get here. to see a little bit more of him again. Yeah. Um, I'm just seeing if anything catches my eye just as I'm kind of scrolling here. Yeah. We we do have a request here as well uh, oh, to yeah, talk about the Maple Leafs next season from uh, Dominic <laughs> CF on Twitch. So, Oh, okay. Do you have anything um, you want to add about the Leafs here, Nate? It is do or die for the Leafs. I did listen to Kyle Dubas's thing after the uh, the expansion draft. It is very much do or die in Toronto. If you don't see, honestly, at least a second round appearance, get ready for things to blow up. That could mean a Mitch Marner getting traded. Kyle Dubas definitely is gone. Oh, he's um, out of there, yeah. So, yeah, just... Uh, to really wrap it up, it is do or die for the Leafs this season. Oh, I know it kind of sure, seemed yeah. that way for the last couple, but yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I know they signed him to a seven-year deal, but there was even talk of maybe they had to move on from Tavares, who's their captain, right? Like, yeah, just that yeah. you've really got to shake up that core because they got paid just for the players that they are, not because they've mm. done anything yet. Like, okay, yeah. I, I get it. Yes, Matthews did win the Richard this year. So yes, he's won something, I guess. But that was also after the contract was signed, right? That was a lot of money put forward right away uh, with those with those uh, four guys. Mm-hmm. The They did also sign uh, Peter Mrazek. So I think they, they really tightened up goaltending uh, today. Yeah, the duo, they they yeah, have the Campbell duo, uh, and, and now with Mrazek yeah. as well. It's going to be a good tandem, I think, actually. Those are both guys that uh, can work well just with like, not a limited amount, but obviously not a full starters load. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely going to be a one A one B situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, he sorry he also brought up uh, Joe Thornton here. Uh, love Jumbo Joe. Ah oh. uh, man, he is a UFA right now. I don't know. Do you think there's anybody who would require his skills right now? But 
I'm yeah, I don't I don't, I don't really know right now, actually. I wouldn't mind a I know this is talking about like a rival team here. I wouldn't mind a return to San Jose though, because it does look so weird him not being in a, in a Sharks yeah, jersey. I know, right? Yeah. And like, I mean, we were even watching hockey when he was a Bruin, but like, just that's what we grew up with him as a shark. So it does look, uh, does look really weird. So yeah, I, I could see him going to um, just like any contender. Like if the Leafs don't want him back, yeah. or he doesn't want to go back to the Leafs. Like I, I think there's a ton of team, tons, there's tons of teams that would have him. Um, and I, he might even want to stay in Canada as well. Um, so I, I could see like Edmonton or Vancouver going for him because Vancouver's kind of in the same do or die mode. Like they really want to make a good push this year. Even Montreal, like they've lost some of their key guys. So I think yeah, um, Vancouver might be looking really... for some veteran pres- presence. But yeah, Vancouver is really interesting, man. It's yeah. okay. We we definitely talk about Bob Murray and like, what the hell is Murray doing in that? But honestly, yeah. the amount of times that I've just like read a quick article about Vancouver and some signing or some deal that they did. And I'm just like, what the fuck is Jim betting doing in Vancouver? Like what is going on? It's yeah. so <laughs> confusing. Like I get it. That's great. They got rid of so many bad contracts this year, but they're all expiring mm-hmm. after this year. Right. And you take on six years of Oliver Ekman Larson, who's not the same player that he used to be. They're really banking that he'll kind of return to form. Um, but really, I think the better. Main, yeah. <laughs> they, they want it to be the OEL deal. I think what it might turn into, though, is the Connor Garland deal. So, yeah. oh, for sure. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I think the big part of that is that they wanted to get rid of Louis Erickson. And they did that. And unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> I think they had to take on Ekman Larson, which. I think they would have maybe preferred Garland. I don't know. Personally, I would have preferred yeah. Garland. Um, but then as a return, like I think to, for Arizona to be able to take on yeah. Erickson's contract, they have to give up OEL. But I, I still think OEL can be a good player. And mm-hmm. behind Quinn Hughes, like I think he could be a good second-pairing guy Like yeah. just with a little bit less pressure on him. So, uh, Speaking of Vancouver here, uh, only one year into his two-year deal, uh, Braden Holtby getting bought out by the Vancouver Canucks and yeah. signing with the Dallas Stars on a one-year, two million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. Like Holtby is only thirty-one. Like, has he really regressed that much that teams are just giving him? Unless he's like betting on himself that he's he going to have be. a great year in Dallas. And I think but, so. And Dallas has so many goaltenders now because Holtby, Bishop, Ottinger, uh, Hudobin. So. Yeah. Yeah, I could see a trade in the works for them. So yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting there. I'm um, just scrolling through a little bit more. Uh, well, speaking of the San Jose Sharks, a little bit ago, uh, buying out goaltender Mom Jones, who just signed in Philadelphia for a one-year, two million dollar contract. Philadelphia um, is doing some weird stuff. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like think like acquiring uh, Ristolainen. They got rid of Voracek. Now signing. Martin Jones. I, I mean, I guess they need yeah, yeah. some support for Carter Hart, but Jones is. I've never been a fan. Somebody of him, at so least. Yeah, it's a goal. It's know. a goaltender. It's a guy who puts. It's on a goaltender. Pad, it's somebody so. who can supposedly yeah. stop pucks. So yeah, what but, they did I mean, another we weird move too. Years. They did, what else did Philly do? They made another weird trade. Um, they sent Gosses Bear to Arizona for like practically nothing. That's oh, what that was. was the other one. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. you really like. I know Gosses Bear maybe wasn't what you wanted but like is bristol Linen really that much of an upgrade over goss despair i don't know yeah um i guess in our division now philip grubauer signing with the seattle kraken for a six-year deal 
at uh, yeah. an, an AAV of $5.9 million. So Colorado is definitely looking for some goaltending. Uh, the last report yeah. that I saw was that they were making a deal for Darcy Kemper with Arizona. Yeah, it's not confirmed yet, but I, I think it's all but confirmed now. So. Yeah. Um, okay, we can talk about this one really quickly. It's not a crazy signing, but also is at the same time. Uh, Cody Cece to the Edmonton Oilers, a four-year deal at $3.25 million average. I get that it's free agency and you're going to overpay for guys. That mm-hmm. is a drastic overpay for Cody CC, though. I'm sorry. Yeah. That is. I, yeah. Ooh. Oh, no. Uh, it is 100%. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad it's only four years because it could be <laughs> seven. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, like the. I mean, I mean, losing Larson sucked. And obviously, CC, I, I don't think we were going to find a player to rep- yeah. replace Larson. And I think CC is the next closest thing, unfortunately. Um, he's, yeah. I, I don't know. I really don't know if he's an upgrade over Bear, who we lost, but yeah, yeah I think uh, there's some weird moves today that, like, even yeah. as a like Anaheim and Calgary fan, I was going, "What the fuck is Edmonton doing?" Yeah, it's, it, it seems like you're kind of imploding from the inside. Like for a moment, I was kind of looking at some of these deals, and I'm like, Peter Shirelli, but uh, no, it's Ken Holland. <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> There's there's a lot of risk. There's a lot. There's a lot of risk. It's going to be interesting. Like they are very much, the best way to describe, they're very much going for offense, but it's lacking so much now in defense. Which you guys were start like the Oilers were starting to build back up again. Yeah, and it's, I feel like it's it was definitely a one step forward now two steps back type deal. Yeah, I I just don't know what else you were like. I I don't want to get too much into the Oilers because we're running long and this is uh, the Ducks show, but. I just don't know what else you could have done. Like, we lost Larson. Clefbaum was supposed to come back this year and now isn't. Um, That's like, that is now what Edmonton's blue line. Oh, for sure. sure. So, like, now it's like, what do you do? Like, we have to rely on our young guys. Bear was not good in the playoffs, and this team needs to, you know, do something in the playoffs because last year was embarrassing. So, uh, yeah, I think they're just betting on on Barry to, you know, not give up too many chances. And I, I don't mind the Barry nurse pairing i it's not yeah. great but it's it's something <laughs> the the cody cc one i think holland is really stuck in the early 2010s with uh very much so. with cc because he was good as a penguin like there was nothing wrong with that it's it's the cc that we've yeah. seen in toronto and ottawa that's not fantastic but i was kind of laughing because i came across the thing like once the cc deal was starting to come out it was a clip from two years ago with barry and uh and CC in Toronto, right? And it was like Barry to CC shot missed by a mile. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's good to hear." <laughs> um, not quite in our division, but uh, Dougie Hamilton getting paid, man, by the oh yeah, of all teams, the New Jersey Devils. Uh, seven yeah, years, surprising. sixty-three million dollars, so an AAV of nine million per. I mean, get that money, Dougie, but like was not expecting it from New Jersey, honestly. Yeah. Like, they just kind of randomly came out of nowhere, it seemed. And like, I, yeah, it was, was just, it was odd. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess they're really the only team that could afford to pay that. Like any, I think any contender team doesn't have a need for Dougie Hamilton because they yeah. already have a guy like that. So you have to go somewhere that you see potential in, but you really see poten- that much potential in New Jersey. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I, I mean... Maybe like they've been just okay for so long. Maybe 
it will finally turn around. But we also said that when they got Hall, and then we said that when they got yeah. PK Subban, <laughs> and then we said that when they got Hiche, and then we said that <laughs> yeah. when they got Hughes, and now here we are saying the same thing again with <laughs> Hamilton. So, uh. Oh, uh, okay, this one might hurt you. I'm just gonna let you know though. Uh, Linus Allmark unconfirmed to Boston, a four year deal at five million per. Why would that hurt me? Oh, I just know that Edmonton oh. was looking at Allmark. Oh, for yeah, a, yeah. A while here. Yeah, okay. I got you now. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we're just, we've got elite goaltender Miko Koskinen, so I can't be mad. <laughs> and 39 year old Mike Smith for the next two Four, years. Have uh, he'll, fun. No, he'll be 40 by the time the season starts. Oh, even better. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah. Uh, dude, I'm just going to say this. I can't wait to watch Trevor Zegers just undress Mike Smith. It's going to be so much fun. I mean, I'm going to kind of enjoy it, but at the same time, I'm kind of <laughs> going to not. So <laughs> I missed having our, having the Ducks in a uh, different division than the uh, yeah. Flames and Oilers. It was, it was nice. <laughs> now we actually have to, you yeah. know, watch games with both of these teams. And <laughs> yeah, uh, Trev, buddy, if you by chance you're listening, just go five hole. Just go five hole. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, Taking, I'm just trying to see what else was done here. Um, yeah, sure. I guess a little bit more of a local guy to us from Calgary. Uh, Braden Point, uh, extending with the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, not confirmed yet, it says, um, but it was starting to go out there. Uh, eight million, or sorry, eight million, geez, hmm. uh, eight year contract at $9.5 million average. Mm-hmm. So that's for- the same as Kucherov and Vasilevsky, I think I saw. So the, uh, and that wasn't even a free agent signing. That was a... Um, that was an extension. Yeah. Um, oh, here's another one actually in uh, in our division. We'll go back to Vancouver here. I'm just like, like I said, oh, yeah, I'm sure. just scrolling here. Uh, Yaro Halak signing in Vancouver. Yeah, that was an interesting one. Year, one. $3 million, uh, yeah, $3 million deal. Yeah, uh, I mean, Travis it's better Hamlet than also the Holby deal, I think. Again. So. Yeah. Um, oh, let's see what else we got here. There's one that I saw. Oh yeah, James Reimer going to San Jose. So, or going back to San Jose. I guess he was there yeah. uh, at one point. Uh, Andreas Athanasiu um, signing again in LA uh, for a one-year, two-point-seven million-dollar contract. Uh, seeing what else. Loren Bersois. Oh, LA signing. also got uh, Philip oh, yeah. Deneau. Sorry. Oh yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Man, yeah, that'll be uh, LA oh. always getting the good. <laughs> players like dude la went from like wow we suck to this is looking pretty good yeah. like that it oh was yeah not. oh yeah <laughs> uh vegas signing uh mainly backup goaltender laurent Bossois. um two years at uh 2.325 average um i like Bossois, and i honestly mm-hmm. wanted him for calgary personally yeah. but um yeah i mean Good on him. I, with Flurry out, right? They're gonna need somebody who can be that uh, that backup for sure. Um, yeah. And just those guys that they have in the pipeline aren't quite there. They're very close, but not quite. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to see if there's anything else that sticks out here really quickly. Okay, we can go back to Edmonton. Zach Hyman, uh, seven years at five point mm-hmm. five million dollars. That's. Yep. I don't mind like the cap hit. Perfect. Get paid, Hyman. Yeah. The val like or the length of it is kind of what concerns me. At twenty nine years old for a seven million dollar or for a seven year contract, that'll be yeah. thirty six. I mean, it's gonna if, look bad on the back end. It yeah, I think so too. But if we win a cup, 
with um before like the McDavid and Dreisaitl contracts run out, like I could honestly give less of then a shit. Then it doesn't matter. What happens. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, then it doesn't Hyman matter. did his thing. Like he can be the he, like honestly, he could just be like fourth line. You know, zero points in a season for the next three years. After that, like if we have the cup, like I don't care how awful Hyman is, but yeah, it's yeah, it it, it is gonna hurt if he's gonna fall off hard. I think. <laughs> yeah. Really, all seeing at least for in our division. Uh, I don't know if there's any other thing else that you really wanted to talk about specifically, but those were kind of like the main ones that stuck out to me. Um, I did want your opinion on Coleman uh, in Calgary, Blake Coleman. Oh yeah, um, that'll be a good one. Honestly, I think for them, they're, they're they struggle a little bit on that right side. There, uh, definitely a guy that'll be able to slot in the uh, the top six there, depending on yeah. you know what they do. Because again, Calgary's also in on Eichel and. Uh, there have been some people who, yes, it's the armchair GMs and that kind of thing, but like kind of figuring out ways that Calgary could make everything possible to get Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I said, if he goes to the Ducks or the Flames, I'm going to be happy. So yeah, you I, don't I, care I, really. I, I got two chances for it. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, Coleman will slide in perfectly there and. Mm-hmm. Um, another intangible, but like the guy has won the last two cups in Tampa Bay, right? So he knows what it takes to win. Um, and, uh, you know, is it's, it's not like a Troy Brower or that sort of thing that they've had in the past where, okay, it's, it's a little bit of an overpay, but again, it's free agency, right? Mm -hmm. But that one's, yeah, maybe the last two years, because I think it's a five year deal, if I'm not mistaken, um, I thought Coleman was six. I I could be very wrong. I'm not. Uh, oh, it is a six year. Okay, so the first three years that'll look good at four point nine million dollars. Hopefully, he is only twenty nine. Um, it'll just be after that that's gonna be a little bit iffy. Um, but yeah. uh, I do want to see because I was hearing a couple different things about like clauses by chance. Okay, nothing is technically confirmed yet. But I was seeing things about like no moves and or like modified no move turning into no move and that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. But um, well, yeah. Anyways, I think we should wrap up here. It seems yeah. like every other team in our division um, has improved, and uh, we just we, you know, we're okay to stay at the bottom a little bit. We'll uh, see uh, if apparently the young yeah. guys will like pick up a little bit more. We saw it last year in Comtois and. Uh, and guys like Steele and uh, there's somebody else I'm thinking of, but I can't remember off the Lundestrom. top of my head. Lundestrom, yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, like just hopefully we see the young guys improve. I think we're just kind of kind of build it from here. So yeah, for sure. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. You know, um, maybe come end of October we'll be previewing the draft. I mean, hopefully not that early, but. <laughs> But oh, yeah, I and like I mean, it it's still be. early. Like, like it's only a day into free agency, right? Like, the Ducks can can still do lots of other things to yeah. improve the the depth of the roster, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, and it'll be interesting this year because I'll, I've heard a lot of um, just analysts in that saying that the Pacific is the weak division, really, and saying like you know Vegas seems to be the only shoe in to make the playoffs, right? I think it's kind of open season for the rest of it. Seattle's making a very good case already to be part of that as well but yeah it seems like everybody else in this division is gonna have to try so yeah for sure so it'll be interesting to see what happens there um but yeah anything else you want to add before we wrap up here 
I got nothing, bud. <laughs> All right. Sounds it'll good. Be nice, it'll be nice to have, uh, I guess this will kind of segue, and it'll be nice to have a little bit of a break here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we've been going pretty strong since the, uh, really since the beginning of last season, which I guess is mm-hmm. when we started doing this. Like, we haven't really had yeah. a break just with uh, with COVID going on and trying to keep putting episodes out and then the bubble and then the previewing the shortened season and now this season and now trying to cram everything else in to start on time again. So, um, so we'll be taking a little bit of a break. We'll be taking next week off um, and probably be back in two weeks uh, unless anything you know, drastic happens, good or bad. <laughs> well, yeah. <not> on wood, <laughs> but <laughs> um, so yeah, no episode next week, uh, no live stream, nothing like that. So this will be the last one for a couple of weeks at least. Um, and you know, until the the next season starts, it'll probably be similar to that every couple of weeks. But we'll uh, yeah. we'll keep you guys in the loop with when we decide to start picking things back up again. Um, am I missing anything here, Nate? I don't think so. All right, where can they uh, make fun of you? For in the off season, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can go make fun of me at Tate Namas, T A T E N H O M A S, and uh, who knows, I might roast you back. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm always down for it, for some fun banter. <laughs> <laughs> and you can uh, send me screenshots of your roast to Nate at Carter <laughs> underscore Pots P O T T S underscore ninety seven on Twitter, and you can also follow the show at Quack Report Pod, the network at Hockey Pod Net, and the new at pigskin pod net uh, football network and that is all we will see you guys later <laughs>